welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode 99, special episode for you next week coming up. Just me, Johnny Hammond, by myself this week. Birth has had a bit of an emergency at home, one of our doggies has had to be whizzed off to the vet, so obviously wishing little Mocha a speedy recovery and I hope all is well at Birth Towers. Got plenty of news to bring you up to date with. Got Nandy all the way from South Africa to bring you up today with all the news from the last 10 days or so. We've also got Philippa Touchett, the Wales Sevens player, to let you know what's going on here in Sabia, which is where I am at the moment, commentating on the Sevens. And also a bit of Premiership 15s to catch up on as well. Yeah, well, let's start there. Of course, a huge announcement this week with TikTok becoming a title partner of the women's Six Nations, the men's Six Nations autumn campaigns as well. And I think it's an important distinction. It's a partner, not a sponsor. Plenty of people getting that wrong uh, on social media and what have you. Don't know the exact numbers. What's going to be ring fenced for the women, the amount of money, that kind of stuff. But... I think the positive thing here is that it's it's a partnership of a, a company that's huge and it's different and it's fresh and it's trying to attract a new audience and it makes people sit up and think and take note. And from where we were a year ago, last few years, no title partner or sponsor at all. It's a massive, massive positive thing. Uh, already people are getting involved in TikTok and aimed at those youngsters all those young girls who are flooding into the fastest growing team sport in the world. It can only be a positive thing. More news on TikTok and the six stations coming up in the coming weeks. But yeah, it really is a really positive thing. And perhaps we'll get Berth's opinion on it next week as well. But as we say, all the news from around the world. Let's get straight to Nandy then. Here's Nandy's news. Thank you so much Johnny, it's great to be back. And we do start off in Hong Kong and Samoa who pull out of Rugby World Cup. World Rugby released a statement detailing that due to insurmountable logistical challenges, Hong Kong and Samoa's rugby unions have withdrawn their women's 15s teams from two upcoming tournaments in Dubai. Hong Kong has withdrawn from the Asia Championship Tournament, which is a feeder for the final qualification tournament, while Samoa has withdrawn from the final qualification tournament. This therefore has changed the qualification process for the last spot at the World Cup and now the Asia Rugby Women's Championship will no longer take place and Kazakhstan will automatically qualify for the final qualification tournament. The bottom two ranked teams, Kazakhstan and Colombia, will now play in a semi-final on the 19th of February 2022. The winner of the Kazakhstan versus Colombia game will play in Scotland in the final on the 25th of February. The winner of the final will secure the last remaining spot for Rugby World Cup 2021. Details of the New Zealand Super Rugby OPK series have been confirmed and four teams featuring the Blues, Chiefs Manua, Hurricanes, Machua will compete in a round robin. One home, one away and one super round across three weekends in March beginning on the weekend of the 5th of March 2022. The Waitomo Chiefs Manawa team have confirmed an experienced coaching group for the inaugural Super Rugby OPK Women's competition this year. High caliber coaches featuring Crystal Kua, Rodney Gibbs will join Waitomo Chiefs Manawa head coach Alan Bunting as his assistant coaches. 
Build Corp has been awarded the tender to build the $30 million National Rugby Training Centre and new 3010 seat McLean Stand at Bellamore. The new stand will retain the McLean Stand name, honouring the contribution to Queensland rugby of the McLean family. The Centre of Excellence will be the new headquarters of the National Wallaroos team, as well as a new training base for the Queensland Reds men's and women's teams and Reds Academy squad. Construction of the NRTC is due to start in February 2022 and be completed by early 2023. Moving across to your news, two USA internationals, Blo Maitotoga and Halle Tofu, have signed with Loughborough Lightning for the remainder of the season. Whilst have also announced that Caris Williams has decided to leave the club and she now transferred to Loughborough Lightning for the remainder of the season. Moving over to Malika Sevens, USA have claimed gold in Malika this weekend with an emphatic win over Russia, winning 35-10, while Australia claimed bronze, beating France 33-7 in the third-place playoff. Lindsay Pete has officially announced her retirement from international rugby. Age 41, she won 38 caps for Ireland, having debuted in 2015 and will continue to play for her club, Railway Union, in the All-Ireland League. Brightling will be the official timing partner of Six Nations Rugby, including the Women's Six Nations. Brightling's inclusion of Women's Six Nations and its partnership is a significant step forward for sponsorship and development of the women's game. Lots of results to get through this week and recapping on two weeks' worth of results. And we begin with round 11 of the Premier 15s and the DMP Sharks lost at home against Bristol Bears, losing that clash 41-7, while Clister Harpery bag a win against Sale Sharks, winning that game 17-3. Lapro Lightning lose at home against Saracens, losing that game 27-12, while Exeter Chiefs bag a narrow win against Harlequins, winning that game 18-17. The Worcester Warriors versus Wasps game was postponed due to the absence or non-arrival of a pitch-side ambulance. And when we look last weekend, several rescheduled fixtures took place. Wasp lost at home against Lapro Lightning, losing that clash 41-22, while DMP Sharks also lose at home against Worcester, losing that game 74-7. And the Sale versus Saracens game, Saracens were the ones that walked away with a victory, winning that game 41-26. And this means that Saracens extend their lead at the top of the table by 7 points. And in this weekend, round 12 resumes with Harlequins taking on Gloucester Harpery, Loughborough Lightning taking on DMP Sharks and Saracens will host Worcester Warriors, while Wasps will host Exeter Chiefs and Sail Sharks will take on Bristol Bears. Moving over to Ireland in round 10 of the Energia or Ireland League and Blackrock College managed to get points on the scoreboard against Old Belvedere winning that clash 16-0 while Cook lost at home against Teutonians losing that clash 37-13. Malone also lose at home against Balancholic, losing that clash 17-15, while Railway Union bag a home victory against UI Bohemian, winning that clash 14-10. Wilklow lost against Galvegians, losing that clash 36-3. First four places on the table remain unchanged from last week, with Railway Union at the top. And in round 11, the results were UI Bohemian getting a home victory against Old Belvedere, losing that, winning that game rather 41-7, while Blackrock College also get a win against Railway Union, winning that game 16-13. Galvegians bag a 27-7 win against Cook, and Stutonians bag a 46-5 win against Malone, while Balancholic also bag a home win against Wilklow, winning that game 17-14. This weekend in round 12, Balancholic will take on Cook, Malone will take on Wilklow, Railway Union will host Old Belvedere, whilst Etonians will host Galvegians, and UI Bohemian will take on Blackrock College. Moving over to Scotland's in, to Scotland rather, in the playoffs of the Tenants Premiership, Watsonians won against Stirling County, 
winning 39-0. While Hill had Jordan Hill also bag a win at home against Kostofin, winning that game 25-17. But the Harris Blues versus Carthage Queens Park was postponed due to a positive case and will be rescheduled. Looking southward to France in round 8 of the Elite 1, results from Pool 1, and it was ASM Rukbana that would walk away with a home victory against AC Pabogni, winning that game 27-10, while Grenoble also get a win against Stade Francais, winning 24-8. Stade René versus Stade Tulisia was postponed due to COVID, but we will be rescheduled for the 13th of March, and Lance will be on a bye this weekend. And over in Pool 2, Black Neck Rugby managed to get a massive 41-0 victory against Chile Mazarin, with Leon also getting a win against Lille, winning that game at 37, while AS Bayonets didn't manage to get any points on the scoreboard, losing 25-0 to Montpellier, and Stade Bordet on a bye. Last weekend, the results from round 9 were AC Bobogny winning 41-10 against Lens, while Stade Francais lost at home against ASM Rubenar, losing that, losing that clash 17-3, with Stade Toulousier getting a 41-12 victory against SC Grenoble, with Stade René on a bye in Pool 1. Whilst in Pool 2, Chile Mazarin lost at home against Stade Bode, losing that clash 43-8, with Montpellier getting a 46-3 win against Lyon, with AC Bayonets on a bye. Lille versus Blackneck was po- was postponed and was rearranged for the 12th of March 2022. This weekend in round 10, we can look forward to fixtures with Lens taking on Stade Francais, ASM Rupenard taking on Stade Tulisier, FC Grenoble taking on Stade René, AC Pobogny on a bye, and over in Pool 2, Stade Bordet will host Lille, and Blackneck will go head-to-head against Montpellier with Lyon taking on AC AS Bayonets rather and Chile Mazarin on a bye. The Liga Ipedora returns this weekend in round eleven. Complutense Cesnero will take on Krat will take on San Cuga, with Krat Residentia taking on San Cruz. Olimpico de Pazelo will take on Mahatonda and Eva will take on Cotiva Cocos. Lastly, in the English Championship, the results from round 12. And in the north, Litchfield bag a victory against Novocastrians, winning that game 34-5. While West Park leads give Kenilworth a massive hiding, winning that game 74-0. Furwood Waterloo won at home against Sefton, winning 46-7. While Harrogate also bag a win against Barnsley, winning that game 31-11. Loughborough Town not managing to get any points on the scoreboard, and it was Cheltenham Tigers that would walk away with a 31-0 win. Cheltenham maintained their lead at the top of the table with 47 points. And in the south, Bath also getting a victory at home against Old Albanians, winning that game 22-17. Blackheath lost at home against Reading Abbey, losing that game 27-12. Hove get a massive 57 against Henley, while Tharuk also get a win against Richmond FC, winning that game 29-7. Supermarine lost at home against Buckingham Swans, losing that game 31-22. Bath moved to second place with Tharuk still undefeated in first on 49 points. And a big shout out to the 579,089 people that have tuned in to watch Premier 15s across their live streams and BBC Sports so far this season. This is great work, so let's keep it up and I'll see you next week. Hi everyone, I'm Lindsay Peace and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Enjoy! Thank you very much indeed, Nandy, for all those results from around the world. Yeah, there's plenty going on as ever at the moment, isn't there? Uh, We will, as ever, keep you up to date, not quarterly, but every single week, uh, barring technical difficulties and emergencies, the vets and what have you, we'll keep coming at you all the way through the season. But as I say, I'm out in Sevilla, 
doing the sevens. I thought what a great opportunity to catch up with Philippa Tutiak, who now does a huge amount of broadcasting, not only in the women's game, but the men's as well. I just have a chat with her about the last couple of weekends and the world of sevens. Here's Philippa Tutiak. So not before time, welcome Philippa Tutiak onto the women's rugby pod. A former sevens captain, of course, and now... Bit of a legend in the commentary box as well. <laughs> Done a few games with you, but uh, you're solidly on this seven circuit. We're out here in Sevilla in the sunshine. What a beautiful city, Sevilla, isn't it? It is absolutely stunning. And uh, thank you very much for your lovely introduction. Uh, yeah, been loving it here with the, the sevens. And uh, me and you having a little explore yesterday on the uh, scoots. Loving that. Didn't know you had it in you. But uh, <laughs> no, it's really good fun. It's beautiful, beautiful city. Massive and would love to come back again. And I think they're doing a really good job at hosting the, the seven so far as well. Yeah, they are. They are. We're just going to touch on, on last week as well. But considering all the bits and pieces and uh, no doubt looking on the television, not a huge amount of people here we're in a big stadium rattling around and what have you. But, but actually even just to get it together in the world that we're living in at the moment. I mean, the logistical nightmare. Um, just... <laughs> For yourself, you're just getting in and out, and all the rest of it, let alone all the teams and what have you. It's been pretty impressive from from World Rugby and and from the the people in Spain putting this together. Oh, incredibly so! And as we know, you know they're having their COVID tests every day, and unfortunately, there are some players that are missing each week. But every team is managing, is rallying around. I mean, last week in Malaga, you got the Russian team only had nine players because they had so many missing due to COVID, and they got into the final. So, I mean, literally from players to management to organisation, obviously World Rugby, I think it's incredible. Nations from all over around the world getting together and still being able to compete safely is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Berth and I were there at uh, the final last week. We were a little bit giddy. I think Berth had, had a, a couple of sneaky sangrias. <laughs> um, so it wasn't a particularly analytical look at uh, last week. But True. obviously USA uh-huh. won last week. How, how impressed with... Were you with the, the tournament overall, but also in particular USA's performance? Really impressed, uh, more so because of the bounce back. Uh, you know, they've got a new coach under Emily Bidewell, so it's the first time we saw them in Dubai um, playing under that new management. And, you know, a bit of a change of guard as well. Some big names now not playing. Aleph Kelter gone to Saracens for, for Rugby Union. Abigail Stytus no longer involved. And um, didn't have, they were up and down, a bit of a roller coaster of performances. Um, I think they came seventh in the first round. Built on it, came fifth in the second round. But then to come back after Christmas with such a bang and no real change in personnel, you know, same players there and undefeated through to the final. Uh, so, yeah, really impressed with, with how they turned it around. And Russia got to that point. You mentioned that already with, with, with nine players. Yeah. That, that, that's a, a, impressive for them. And oh, incredible. They are the kind of team that you, you'd almost expect a Russian team to be very, very earnest, very, very strong, very, very physical. Yeah, very physical. And the way that they, they play, it's all about ball retention and they like to go edge to edge and use their runners out on that sort of uh, outward arc. You know, they're not a, a jinky, cut through the middle type of team, but the way they play requires real fitness because they play so with so much width you know they're a running team and yet they're still so physical as well and aggressive at the breakdown all of this is energy stapping stuff so to be able to do that continuously you know and then in um, the semi-final against Australia the, the informed team turned them over it was a high scoring game as well you know Australia scored one Russia scored one Australia it was back and forth 
and yet to come through that with a win was really incredible. Sounds like your analysis of you on a scooter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some very nice moves uh, through the beautiful gardens. So let's let's look at uh, Sevilla now. I mean, yep. as I say, the sun is shining. It's a dance like warmer. Hell of a stadium here. Immaculate pitch. All the rest of it. We only had a, a handful of games that they were recording um, Friday afternoon local time. First day of three. Who's caught your eye so far in, in terms of the team performances here in Sevilla? Um, well, it was the first time that we see Portugal. They are an invitational team to this tournament, and they have not only made the, the well, they've made two steps up because for the likes of Poland and Belgium, they play in the Rugby Europe Championship. Yep. So that's one step up basically to the World Series, whereas actually um, Portugal play in the league below that. So they've jumped the league and now come up to this one. They played Invitational last year in the Rugby Europe Championship. Stick with me, people, if you can. I need to draw a diagram for this. Basically, what I'm saying in an overly verbal way is they've made a massive step up, and consequently, they had a bit of a baptism of fire against USA. It was 52-0. So I'm looking to see a little bit more from them. I think they certainly like found their feet towards the end of the game. I think it was just way too much for them. But equally, USA were clinical. Um, you know, we talk about it so much in the 15s game when you're playing against a weaker team and, and the standards can almost drop a little bit. But I was actually really impressed to see how clinical USA were. Um, they didn't become individual, even though maybe half gaps were appearing. They were still going through their kind of like phase play. You could tell what they're, they're looking forward to the bigger picture and certainly not just being, okay, individuals just, you know, do a step and go. They were trying to still use their hands, still use their face play. So I thought that was really good. Um, I have a really soft spot for Ireland. I think they've been doing brilliantly. You can't. I, <laughs> I do. I really do. And I just, I'm loving again that they've really built through. Um, they've got better and better each round. Uh, one of their best rounds last week in Malaga scored the most amount of tries in a single event than they ever have before. Um, so they started off well, but they were against Poland, who have really, I, I've been really impressed with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, it was actually a close game. It was 14-10, and, and Ireland have been playing well. So for, for Poland to hold them to that, I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, they've made a brilliant step up, dealing with the fitness and the physicality of the World Series. Because again, sorry, I've jumped over Poland, are invitational for, for this, um, these two legs. So I thought they've done really well. Everything else, to be honest with you, is pretty much what you would expect. Yeah. Russia played Brazil, won pretty comfortably. Canada, England, maybe there's a talking point there, actually. Um, the score, if you were to say to someone who maybe is thinking of Canada of old, it was 33-12 to England. You'd be like, wow, that's huge. But obviously, me and you, unfortunately, know that Canada are going through a bit of a transitional period yep. at the moment and maybe aren't as strong as you would expect. Uh, but still, I think that was good composure um, for England because you can tell they, they've had their frustrations uh, from last round. They're certainly out to, to build and, and, um, and get their performances back to where, where, they, where they used to be. Yeah, well, I just, just kind of said that point when we, we were in the hotel with, the, with, the, with all the teams last week and in and around the stadium. It, yeah, it's, that, it's that vibe, as you well know, with, with Sevens. And I caught James Rodwell for a, for a quick chat, Big Red. And he said, you know, the girls in Novi played sevens ever before last week and he's had sort of a handful of days together the step up today I, I thought it actually was quite impressive you could see the advancement of a week and then if you, you know, we're looking ahead to the next events and what have you Langford mm. the improvement they can make it, it could be quite significant 
Oh, definitely, because you you know the individuals they've got on that team are yeah. absolute class. And what I'm loving is is there's loads of pace as well in that team, which I think suits the style that England want to play. And you know, actually, James Rodwell said a really good point last week in Malaga. He was like, "We're actually on day 20 of our training program as England, because obviously in Dubai one and Dubai two, they were still GB." Now, yes, there's about nine girls from that GB squad who are now with England, so they've got that element of consistency. But, you know, James Rodwell's going to come in and put a whole new stamp on things, and, and rightfully so. So they're actually only day 20 last week, so plus seven, Phil, 27. <laughs> so day 27 well, of, their, of their training. So, you know, they really are, this really is the very, very beginning of their, their season. But like you say, there's definitely massive uh, room for growth there. And there's no Jazz Joyce. I know. No, no Jazz know. Joyce, of course. the world is not a better place for it. I'm, mm. I'm gutted, but hey, it is what it is. And at least she is now a full-time professional within the Welsh Rugby Union. She was one of the, the few, well, the 12 ladies that got contracts. So, you know, she's, she's still being supported. Um, but yeah, it, it, it breaks my heart. It's a shame she's not here, but I look forward to seeing her in the Six Nations. Speaking of individuals, mm-hmm. who's caught your eye? Not only today, but, but in Malaga. Just a couple of star names that, that people at home, uh, around the world, can go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look out for that player. So I'll put um, you on the spot. Okay, no, um, for Poland, um, Kolde. Kolde is their winger, and she chased down Amy Lee Murphy Crow this morning, wow. actually. In the, yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. In the 22, um, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Side, yeah. uh, so, you know, we, I don't think we really got to see her true pace last week because they, they weren't able to put her in too much space. But, wow, she is a, a really lethal weapon for him. So, yeah, look out for her. I mean, you obviously, you, you've got all your, your big names. Uh, Shani Wills becomes, Shani Williams, sorry, for Australia, becomes um, one of the most uh, ex- experienced or, most amount of appearances. Equal, Sorry, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah, at 38, um, with uh, Baizat Hamidova from from Russia. So you know, look out for them because, with all due respect, at the age they are, and you know, they've they've put their body through the mill, but they are still absolutely killing it and still doing a brilliant job. Um, newbies wise, you know who's really stood out for me? Who quietly goes about her business for Ireland because I have a soft spot for them. Um, <laughs> you really do, don't you? I really, I just think that, yeah, I think a great bunch of girls and I really like the style of rugby they're trying to play. But Eve Higgins, okay. she does so much work for them. Uh, a lot of off-the-ball stuff, really carries hard, will always secure a ruck, but she's got deceivingly good pace down the wing as well. So, yeah, look out for her. I mean, hey, God, you could pick out so many people, couldn't you, from so many different teams. Just... Watch it all. And yeah, no, I asked for you one or two, and you I know, very sorry, precise there. And and no, no, absolutely. <laughs> Which leads me to, to, to my last question, because you are literally about to, to go and commentate on uh, what, you know, what we call the super session, this sort of mm-hmm. block of, uh, of two hours that sort of is supposedly more sellable to, to, to the world of broadcasting. Um, enjoy your, your, your commentary. Oh, my day. I absolutely love it. I, I, honestly, I, I love it. I love every moment of it. I love the variety of experiences from 15s to 7s. And, you know, it was always my dream as a player to try and get on the World Series as, as every player. And as much as I was as fortunate with my 15s experiences, uh, my, in my heart was always 7s. I don't know why. It just I just absolutely love the game. As Wales, we did get to the World Series qualifiers few times but unfortunately we're never able to qualify uh, to make that jump up to the World Series 
And that's always a, a little bit of a, oh, I, I wish, you know, and I don't have many of them because I don't believe in them, but I just, there is one thing I, I wish I was able to have had the privilege of would have been playing. But now to be in a position where, you know, I get to follow the girls from the second best position, which is, you know, up in the gods here, looking down on the game and, and analyzing it with people who equally love the game is incredible. So I really feel very, very privileged to be here. I don't have to tell you, it's, it's really hard at times, but hey, that's what you want and it's not worth doing unless it's, unless it's hard and, and you really have to earn it and that's what makes it special. So. And, and the difference from, from a, a commentary point of view between 15s and 7s? Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from be, a lot more players. Uh, yes, yes, a lot more players, a lot more names. Um, Analysis-wise, it's very quick in 7s, so you really have to be on it. Uh, the replays you're given often only a couple of seconds so you have to be pinpoint as well where you feel that try was created from 15s you'll get a little bit more of a build up maybe the pattern can be a little bit clearer Um, but I love the fact that in sevens you are openly encouraged to have fun and to enjoy it and if you think that that was an absolute beaut of a try you have full reign to express your emotion and that's what I really love no, well, it's um, yeah. I know having done a couple of your early games with you, your 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 progression has um, been fantastic to see. And um, thank yes, you very much. well done you, and thank you very very much for joining us on the WRP. Whiz down from this microphone down <laughs> to your to your lip mic. Thanks so much for joining us, Pip. Thank you, honestly, really appreciate it. I'm Rocket Clark, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Great to hear from Philippa. Really appreciate her time coming on the pod. Speaks really, really well, doesn't she, uh, about the game of sevens. Uh, and yes, yeah, she really is a, a very good broadcaster. Moving to Premier 15s this weekend. Uh, my predictions. Was against Exeter. It's a live stream game on Saturday. Way win for me there. Exeter on a bit of a roll at the moment. Was struggling. A few players out here in Spain, etc., etc. Loughborough Lightning against DMP, home win there for me, Loughborough Lightning. Saracens against Worcester, same there, home win. A couple of fresh signs of Boyd, that camp, no doubt. Harlequins against Gloucester, the other game on Saturday. Eesh. Tough one. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Um, oof. Home win, just... Just a home win on that one. Sunday, Sale against Bristol. Another stream game for you. I'm going home win. I think Sale might take that. Yeah. There are those my predictions. Exeter, Loughborough Lightning, Saracens, Quinns and Sale. That's it, Sean Sharp, this week. For the pod leading into next week, well, 100th episode for you. Yeah, very, very exciting for us here at the WRP. Got a few exciting things planned for the episode. Just to say, thank you so much for listening to to everybody. Really, really appreciate it. Get in touch. Let us know what's going on at your club. We will, as ever, try to share whatever we can and spread the love. Huge thank you to Nandy, of course, for the news, to Philip Atatiet, to Sean, to Tom, to Bluebell, and to Berth. And little mocker, hope little mocker gets well very, very soon. And we will see you next week when we bring up the tongue. Until then, stay safe. Take care.